we've just landed and you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Anything goes. All you little commies out there, all you little liberals, all you little suck-ass Marxist piggies. Back in the USSR? Is that what it is? I think so. Saddle up, Patriots. We got a lot to talk about today, and I got some information. Hot off the press from down here in South Texas that's going to blow all you folks' socks off that are against illegal immigration, against sanctuary cities. I got news for you. The state of Texas, all major cities for the most part, are declaring or have declared themselves sanctuary cities. My state, supposedly a conservative state, is being overran by illegals and carpet-bagged Democrats. Seems like we're going to have to have some kind of a passport for people to get into Texas, you know, the Republic of... All these people relocating down here on jobs at their East Coast liberal companies send them why they're embedding themselves in the People's Republic of Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, and now San Antonio, Texas. Stand by. Take me to your gulag. Keep your comrade warm. How about it, Harry? You ready to keep Nancy warm? How about it, Chucky Schumer? Are you in bed wallering around with all those other communist Democrats? I think so. Back we ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Does San Antonio become a sanctuary city where illegal immigrants are protected? Several groups, including the Bear County Democratic Party, say yes. Immigrant rights activist Honey Martinez says it's just another step in the civil rights struggle led by Martin Luther King. Protection against discrimination, protection against civil and human rights violations. Sanctuary city status and protect illegal immigrants now in San Antonio from deportation. San Antonio, Texas, South Texas. A sanctuary city. You know at a time when the concept of sanctuary cities is under fire and many communities are backing away from the idea of providing special protection for illegal aliens, a group here in San Antonio, a group that calls himself standing for immigrant rights, illegal alien rights, these activists today will call for San Antonio to become a sanctuary city. Now, this was reported by WOAI News here in San Antonio. These activist groups include LULAC, the Bear County Democrat Party, and Westside Councilwoman Shirley Gonzalez, activist Jamie Martinez, 
says illegal aliens, he says immigrants, make billions of dollars in contributions to our city and our nation every day. Here in San Antonio, they buy at the local grocery stores, buy homes, cars, send their children to school. This all is coming out of the mar- mouth of a, of a communist, Jamie Martin, Martin Martinez. He went on to say they should have the right to citizenship today. We must fight for a sanctuary city and join 13 other Texas, yes, you heard me right, 13 other Texas cities who have declared themselves sanctuary cities. We must join that group of 13, he says, and tell our city it is the right thing to do and vote year for their human, civil, and constitutional rights for hard-working families who live in fear of deportation. Ladies and gentlemen of America, this is not a regional, this is not a city, this is not a county issue. You have a man, you have a group of activists who side with the illegal aliens that reside in the city and in the county of San Antonio, Texas, and they are saying that these illegal aliens have civil and constitutional rights because they broke into our country, they broke into our country, came here illegally, yet these Hispanic folks that were born here, raised here under the Constitution, and now ladies and gentlemen, before I go any damn farther, I started warning you about Hispanics, not all of them, but most of them, and where they would stand when push comes to shove, I'm talking about Hispanics that are American who were born in America, born here, under the Constitution, afforded all the rights of any other American citizen. Yet, like I warned you from 2007 to today, the majority of Hispanics in this country, the media and the Republican Party, have it all wrong. Hispanic folks today, the majority of them, I'm not speaking about all of them, but the majority of them are not conservative thinking. They lean, they vote for communist Democrats every damn election. They are for illegals coming into our country. They are for we affording those illegals so-called constitutional rights that are only reserved for we Americans, we the people. They stand with their illegal brothers and sisters that have broken into our country, broken our laws, have no abs- have absolutely no respect for our, our uh, sanctity as a, as a country, for our borders, they don't have any respect whatsoever. Yet they come here and they have mouthpieces like this guy, Jamie Martinez, Shirley Gonzalez, Lulac, the Bear County Commun- uh, Communist Democrat Party, and West Side, all these folks that live on the West Side, the South Side, I'm not saying all of them. Don't blame me for saying all of them because I'm not. I'm saying the majority. They stand with their illegal Hispanics, Mexicans that come across our border illegally. And they are arguing that point in front of the microphones, in front of the television, because they think that is right. You know, in a sanctuary city, local officials generally don't cooperate with federal immigration authorities. And illegal immigrants or illegal aliens have other rights as well. Where did this all start? The concept of the sanctuary city 
and the rest of the United States is under fire after illegal aliens who had been deported five times shot and killed a woman in San Francisco this last summer. Remember that? And the sheriff refused to turn the man over to immigration officials because of San Francisco's sanctuary city laws? Ladies and gentlemen of America, I'm reporting something that a lot of media won't report. They consider it regional. They consider it city or county news. It's worldwide. It's the country of the United States news. Did you know that people down here, the police in San Antonio, Texas, generally don't inquire about immigration status of individuals who call the police on the behalf that they're doing so would make victims less likely to ask for help from police, allowing criminals to victimize them at will? Let me answer that question. If those damn illegal aliens were not in our country to start with, they would not have the fear of being criminalized by fellow illegal criminals that are here as well. They would not have the fear of calling the San Antonio police. And the San Antonio police would go about their business of enforcing the laws. But all this political correctness in this city of San Antonio is ran by a bunch of damn communist Democrats, for the most part, and they stand with other sanctuary cities throughout the United States, thumbing their nose at the American people, thumbing their nose at our immigration laws, thumbing their nose at our federal laws, thumbing their nose at we the people, even though they are part of we the people. San Antonio, right now, at this very moment, is the largest city in Texas which is not a sanctuary city. Did you know that? Did you know Dallas, Houston, Austin, and Fort Worth all have sanctuary city laws on the books? Did you know that, America? Did you know that, all you folks that are up there posting every damn day about illegals breaking into our our country and and posting all your uh, ideas and whatever and, and your dislike or hate about all what's going on? Did you know that the second largest state in the Union... Texas, which for the most part has always been known as a conservative state, has sanctuary cities in Dallas, Houston, Austin, and Fort Worth. And they all, like I said, have sanctuary city laws on the books. Every damn one of these cities is ran by a liberal. Where did these liberals come from? How did they get here? You know, you take a step back and you look at all the people that come to Texas for work. A lot of them come from the East Coast and the West Coast. A lot of them leave the West Coast because they've been ran out of the West Coast by illegals taking over such cities as Los Angeles, Oakland, San Francisco, just to name a few. So the folks... In uh, California said, I've had enough with all this. And they pack up and come to come to Texas. And what do they bring with them? The same liberal damn ideas that got their state of California in trouble. And they try to push them damn liberal, socialist, Marxist, progressive ideas down the throats of we Texans. And we Texans, and I'm directing this directly at you, Governor. 
Why aren't you standing up to these sanctuary cities? Why aren't you, as the governor, conservative governor just elected, which I voted for, why aren't you standing up and telling these cities that what they are doing is against state law and federal law? Why aren't you pulling all state funds out of Dallas, Houston, Austin, Fort Worth, and all the other sanctuary cities? soon to be San Antonio. Why don't you make a declaration that you soon will be pulling all state funds, highway funds, you name it, out of those cities because they are breaking our immigration laws by declaring themselves sanctuary cities. It's on you, Governor. It's on you, Governor Abbott. You need to get your shit together. Excuse me, people. As you can see, I'm a little pissed off right now. Well, let's uh, let's revisit this guy named oh, what's his name? Jamie Martinez. He's the one. He's the ramrod. He's the tip of the spear of the sanctuary movement, not only in San Antonio but throughout Texas, throughout the United States. And when we come back from the break, we're going to visit a little bit about Jamie Martinez, who this guy is what he's a member of, who he stands for, who he stands with, and who stands with him as far as political organizations, organizations based on ideology other than what most Americans base theirs on. We'll be back after the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional lawyer, a conservative icon, and a Reagan appointee to the Bicentennial Commission on the U.S. Constitution. She is author of 25 books, including Who Killed the American Family, The Flip Side of Feminism, and No Higher Power, which chronicles President Obama's war on religious freedom. Now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. More parents than ever are opting their children out of Common Core tests. At Nathan Hale High School in Seattle, not a single junior took the Common Core standardized test this spring. At four other Seattle high schools, district officials said 95% of juniors refused to take the tests. Seattle area juniors boycotted the tests because they're not needed in order to graduate from high school. Even the teachers at Nathan Hale High School planned to boycott the exams, but state and district officials quickly put a stop to that. Washington is not the only state where Common Core is being challenged. The New York Times reported that about 150,000 out of over 1 million New York students opted out of testing in the spring of 2015, which is more than double last year's number. In Idaho, the Madison School District's Board of Trustees voted unanimously against giving students Common Core tests. But the superintendent and board reversed that decision after state officials claimed that the refusal to use Common Core tests could cost the state millions of dollars in funding. Despite the controversy, 40% of Madison District parents opted their kids out of Common Core tests. The schools are planning to continue allowing alternative methods of assessment that do not burden the teachers or students with unnecessary tests. Students who opt out of standardized testing will still be allowed to pass on to the next grade level and to graduate. Other school districts should follow the example of these districts in Washington, New York, and Idaho. 
Many school districts still need to hear from concerned parents who are willing to stand up for the right of their child to an education that does not use Common Core tests. Have you looked into the tests that your child is taking in school? As the 2016 election heats up, Eagle Forum believes voters have the right to know every candidate's position on Common Core. At EagleForum.org, read for yourself the straightforward language of the Stop Common Core Candidate Pledge. Then send that link to every candidate or public official in your area. Don't let any candidate duck this issue. Use your grassroots voice at EagleForum.org. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on Freedom in America Radio, the flagship station on the WWW for conservative talk at its best. What's one of the most important elements of a high-performance stock car engine? Air flowing through the system, mixing with fuel, combusting, bringing the speed and thrills of stock car racing to life. Block the exhaust, the flow of air, you've got a problem on your hands. If you have emphysema, wheezing, chronic bronchitis, or smoker's cough, then you know what it's like when the air can't get through. What you probably don't know is that it could be COPD, the number four cause of death in America. But COPD can be treated. So talk to your doctor about COPD and get a simple breathing test. Then get on track for treatment. Learn more. Breathe better. Go to www.learnaboutcopd.org. A message from the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. You know, sometimes when I look around and I listen to all this hyperbole and rhetoric that is being spewed out of both sides of these politicians' mouths, about uh, coming out of that Obama's mouth and coming about out of all these crazy ass people. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. Yes, I do. Lately, Hillary. Hillary. You were misled that there was supposedly protest and then something sprang out of that and assault sprang out of that. And that was easily ascertained that that was not the fact. But, but, you know, people could have known that within days, and, and they, they didn't know that. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night and decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? 
You know, with that broad guy having all these felonies hanging over their heads, blood on her hands dripping off her fingers, lies coming out of her mouth a mile a minute, what difference does it make? (laughs) I think I am. America, are you going insane? Have you lost your mind? I'd like to give a shout out to all my fellow crazies up there on Facebook and Twitter. Hope you're having a great Friday. Gearing up for the weekend. I know you are. Got your Yugos all polished, ready to hit the road, right? I bet you are. We was talking about this dude, uh, Jamie Martinez. We was talking about San Antonio, Texas. I remember the first time I came back from overseas, back to my Stayed back to San Antonio, Texas. I was being stationed there. It was just a sleepy little town compared to what it is to today. And for the most part, everybody got along just hunky-dory. Anglos, Hispanics, blacks, we all got along pretty good. Of course, this was back in the 60s. Then we know the proverbially crap hit the fan. And that all went down in Los Angeles. And everybody was beating the hell out of whites and... Whites were doing this to blacks and all that stuff, and it just escalated from there. Cities were burnt, and everybody kind of turned against everybody that was of a different color. And it's just expanded from that day on. Because you see, the Communist Democrat Party cashed in on it. They started that race movement right there. They brought it out in the open, and they pointed fingers. They accused anybody that didn't disagree with them, my way or the highway, as a racist. Now they've injected another one into the fold of things that they can beat conservatives and Christians over the head with. We don't give a damn about illegals. We don't give a damn about their families. We don't give a damn about humanity. We are just heartless, cold conservatives that only care for one thing. Our great country. And that's wrong. We should be open border. We should give everybody a chance to come into our country. They should not be held accountable for any of our laws. They should be welcomed with open arms. We should be pulling our pocketbooks and purses out and just flooding these illegals with all the money they can carry away in their tent sacks and bags and whatever else they bring across the border. Now this guy, Jamie Martinez, he's pushing this sanctuary city designation for San Antonio. He not only pushed it for that city, he pushed it for all the cities that now are sanctuary cities. Jamie Martinez is an activist, a leftist. Jamie Martinez has been spoken well of by the Communist Party here in America, by the National and International Workers Union, communist-backed. 
Jamie Martinez of the Cesar Chavez Legacy Foundation. In a letter soon to be departing Mayor Julian Castro, we're going back to July of this year, urges action. This was in July. Urges action at a special council meeting in San Antonio. Jamie Martinez said way back in July, Like your grandmother, hundreds have taken the risk and leap of faith to travel to this country to be at peace and create a better life for their families. Martinez writes, However, as soon as they arrive, they face fear of deportions and constant discrimination. We need to stop all this injustices and support this resolution. A sanctuary city resolution would also open San Antonio to house more of the illegal immigrants, aliens, arriving from Central America, including unaccompanied minors. Now, in a companion letter to then-Governor Rick Perry, Jamie Martinez expresses his discomfort with so-called militia or patriot groups which are massing along the border with the express goal of stopping illegal immigrant invasion. The leader of this group was quoted in the media and asked how he was going to secure the border, Martinez writes. His response, you see an illegal, you point your gun at him right between his eyes and say you get back across the border or we will shoot you. Martinez asked, I ask you to use your position of authority as governor to denounce these dangerous militias, these patriot groups, and put a stop and discourage them from coming to the border. They are dangerous and someone will be hurt. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, this man sees no laws on the books. This man sees no constitution. I'm talking about Jamie Martinez, a Mexican-Hispanic activist. He sees nothing but his illegal brothers and sisters, illegal aliens coming into this country by the hundreds, by the thousands. And he writes the governor at that time, Governor Perry, and more or less says, who in the hell are you to stop these people from coming across the border? Who are you to infect or put into effect and honor the laws of the land? Who in the hell are you, Governor Perry? Reading between the lines. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the same man, Jamie Martinez, of the Cesar Chavez Legacy Foundation. Oh, by the way, here in San Antonio now, we have a highway named, renamed to Cesar Chavez Boulevard or whatever the hell it is. Named after a communist, Cesar Chavez. Shows you the power of these people on the left in San Antonio, Texas. Now this guy, Jamie Martinez, received a big tribute to San Antonio communist. The People's Weekly World on May 20th, 2000 carried a May Day supplement on page B. San Antonio activists paid tribute to contributors to the World Workers' Cause. All Communist Party USA members, Emma Trelucia, 1916 to 1999, John Emmon, 1896 to 1996, Manuela Soez Sagar, 1911 to 1996, James Sager, 1902 to 1979, Louis Marino, 1906 to 1992, and in September of 2006, the People's Weekly World listed several known members or supporters of the Texas Communist Party USA. Listen up, San Antonio. Listen up, Texas. Listen up, 
United States of America. Listen up, Governor Abbott. Listen up, all you people in the Republican Party. In September of 2006, the People's Weekly World listed several known members or supporters of Texas Communist Party USA. Andrea Gimmel, Andy Shvek, Brad J. Salia, Jonas Stanford, Aline Lance, Jean Lance, Francisco Paco Cantu, Frank Valdez, Sheila Valdez, Gerardo Martinez, Jamie Martinez, John Stafford, Paul Hill, Richard Pressman, and Stuart Miner. And you ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, you ask yourself, why is all this going down? There's your answer. Our city and county governments are being overtaken by communists, by leftists, by Marxists, by progressives. That does not even include our Congress. And you ask yourself, well, Gary, what is this Cesar E. Chavez Legacy and Educational Foundation? Let me give you a little background on that. The Cesar E. Chavez Legacy and Educational Foundation took over the United States Capitol this last Friday. This is headlines from the past. This last Friday afternoon, September 14, 2012, they were joined by Congress members Lloyd Doggett, Gene Green, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee of Houston, Ruben Hinosa, and the Congresswoman Judy Chu from California, who met with Latino activists, Labor Council for Latin American Advancement, LULAC, SEIU unions, AFSCME unions, civil and human immigrant right activists from all over the country. They were in the U.S. Capitol and took it over September 14, 2012. All communist progressive organizations, all ran by Hispanics, all ran by communist Hispanics. This guy, Jamie P. Martinez, he's an organizer, just like the, probably the guy that he's in love with, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., a community organizer. Jamie P. Martinez, organizer of the events, along with Dr. Eduardo Ibrera, from Puerto Rico, president of Chilago de Doctors and chairman of the board of a national organization, Via El Pueblo Latino, asked both political parties to work together for just pathways to citizenship and to support the students' dreamers in their efforts to obtain equality in their education. Now, Congressman Lloyd Doggett said that this movement that came to the steps of the U.S. Capitol was both a celebration and a reflection of a time in which we are asking individuals of all political stripes and parties to recognize the importance of having comprehensive immigration reform at the top of the agenda. Democrat Representative Ruben Hinosa said that these immigrants have already shown that they are the future of this country. These illegal immigrants have already shown that they are the future of the United States of America. They are Americans in their hearts and their minds, he said, in every single way except on paper. Ruben Hinosa! USOB, we don't want them here! I don't give a damn what's in their hearts and minds. They broke into my country illegally! And they all should be deported like Donald Trump says! But Mr. Jamie Martinez, he went on to say both parties need to act now. 
He's the president and founder of the C- Caesar E. Chavez Legacy and Educational Foundation. We're going to break through the system. The barriers, barriers they put up against the dreamers, the barriers they put up against comprehend immigration reform and equality education. Listen to this. We now hear Augustine Sabata, Information Minister of the Brown Berets, the foot soldiers of the Aslan movement. This was on July 4, 1996, at an Independence Day rally and celebration at the Federal Building in Westwood, where illegal aliens and the Communist Progressive Labor Party attacked Americans celebrating Independence Day. I was thinking about the Brown Berets. We're here today to show L.A., show the minority people here, the Anglo-Saxons, that we are here, the majority. We're here to stay. We do the work in this city. We take care of the spoiled brat children. We clean their offices. We pick the food. We do the manufacturing in the factories of L.A. We are the majority here, and we are not going to be pushed around. We're here in Westwood. This is the fourth time we've been here in the last two months to show white Anglo-Saxon Protestant L.A., the few of you who remain, that we are the majority, and we claim this land is ours. It's always been ours, and we're still here. And uh, none of this talk about deporting. If anybody's going to be deported, it's going to be you. Go back to Simi Valley, you skunks. Go back to Woodland Hills. Go back to Boston. Go back to the Plymouth Rock. You build them. Get out. We are the future. You're old and tired. Go on. We have beaten you. Leave like beaten rats. The old white people, it is your duty to die. Even their own ancestors say that they should die. That they have a duty to die. They're taking up too much space, too much air. We are the majority in L.A. There's over 7 million Mexicans in L.A. County alone. We are the majority. And you're going to see every day more and more of it as we, we manifest, as our young people grow up and graduate from high school, go on to college and start taking over this society. Our people are the, the vast majority. Our people are under the age of 15 years old. Right now, we're already controlling those elections, whether it's through violence or nonviolence, through love of having children, we're going to take over. That's our fuerza. This is our plan. This is Mexico. They're the pilgrims on, on our land. Go back to the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Go back to Europe, you whiteies. Those were Hispanics speaking in in Los Angeles way back in the 90s. Don't you think that whole idea, that whole concept, what they think of Americans has expanded since then? Well, sure it has. Open your eyes, America. Open your ears, America. Stop wearing your do-good attitude on your sleeve because it's kicking you in the teeth. This political correctness has got to stop. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, they could give a rat's ass about you and I, or our kids, or our families, or our schools, or our country, or our way of life, or what we think as Americans. They could care less. Jamie Martinez has told us that. Others that I quoted who are members of Congress who are also members and been recognized by the Socialist uh, Workers of America and International and the Communist Party USA, they have told us. They are telling us. Hell, three-fourths of the Black Caucus is communist. You know, ladies and gentlemen, U.S. Congress needs to stop blaming each other and pass the DREAM Act to fix this broken immigration system calling 
specifically on both parties to find out just a just and fair equitable solution. That's Jamie Martinez speaking. The conscience of America is back home in the people that are suffering deportations. Children that are being put barriers to continue their education. For over 20 years, we have been fighting for immigration reform. We cannot have these two parties, the Republican Party and Democrat Party, come to consensus. Something's wrong with this picture now. The people are speaking up and marching as we are doing here at the U.S. Capitol, speaking about all those communists and all those left-wing people that were up there way back in 2012 when they took over the Capitol. We want the Senate to listen to us. I commend the President, Barack Hussein Obama Jr., who issued an executive order in June holding the deportation of 800,000 young, undocumented young immigrant students, addressing the the issue of the DREAMers, the DREAM Act, who was stalled in the Senate in late 2010. You know, ladies and gentlemen, to that letter, signatories included Jamie Martinez, IEU, AFL, CIO, and the International Executive Board. Between 1994 and 1996, Jamie Martinez became meeting, began meeting with activists, labor, Hispanic grass organiza- roots organizations, laying the groundwork in the United States as one of the original organizers for the first Latino Civil Rights March way back o- October 12, 1996. You just heard some of what those people thought about us way back in the 90s. This march was attended by 200,000 people in Washington, D.C. In 1999, Jamie Martinez submitted a report and testimony in Los Angeles, California on immigrant rights on the labor force to delegates of the AFL-CIO, representing 13.5 million workers who adopted Resolution Number 17, defending the rights of illegal immigrant workers. He went on and met with Latinos in Panama, in Mexico City, in Mexico Chiapas, the Dominican Republic, and Costa Rica to promote international human rights of immigrant workers, another part of the socialist international movement. 1996, Jamie Martinez led an international delegation of Latino civil rights leaders to Washington, D.C. to meet with Attorney General Janet Reno. You know, she served under Bubba Clinton, requesting an investigation of the civil rights violations of the undocumented illegal aliens who were beaten by the Riverside, California sheriff deputies. It goes on and on and on. It goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. He's members of. He was elected to the, uh, member of the National Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. In 2001, he was appointed national chairperson of the Immigration Committee for the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. And he represents over two and a half, three million Latino and Mexican workers in the United States illegals. Jamie Martinez was elected Texas State President of Labor Council for Latin American Advancement, 2008 appointed chairperson of the Texas Immigration Labor Committee by the Texas Department of Labor Council for Latin American Advancement, AFL-CIO. In 2005, all you people in Arkansas, listen up. This little communist, Jamie, Jamie Martinez, was elected National LULAC Treasurer in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know, ladies and gentlemen, 
We have communists everywhere. I have sounded the warning since 2007, and I will revisit this again. Most Hispanics born in America are not conservative like most people think they are. They vote Democrat. They vote for people like Sheila Jackson Lee, Obama, anybody in the Black Caucus, you name it. And just a reminder what the Black Caucus was and is up to. Remember my show where I reported them going to Cuba before Obama opened up relations with Cuba? When they went down there and they absolutely fell all over their self kissing the feet of Fidel Castro? Remember that show? How many times do Americans have to be kicked in the teeth? How many times do Americans have to lay back on their fat ass and say, oh hell, it ain't infecting me so I don't give a damn. We have a person running for the United States presidency. His name is Mr. Donald Trump. Mr. Donald Trump is the only one up there on that stage. The only one in that whole lot of people that says he will do what he says he will do. He will build a law and he will round them all up and send their ass back to where they came from. Whether it be Syria, Mexico City, Panama, Hungary, wherever. He will send them back. Because they broke our laws. They are here living off the hard work of legal American taxpayers. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got If you're way up the lumber down and looking by You gotta conserve water, keep the air clean Take care of Texas, don't you know what I mean, y'all? Kevin Fowler here. Texans take great pride in keeping our air clean. Visit TakeCareOfTexas.org and take the pledge to help keep it that way. We'll send you a free Texas State Park Guide. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. Sponsored by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. More than 2 million Americans have served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the Department of Veterans Affairs reports that approximately 11 to 20 percent of those warriors may have experienced symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. As we recognize PTSD Awareness Month, Real Warriors campaign volunteer Meg Mitchum, a former Army combat medic who served in Iraq, encourages fellow warriors to reach out when they need help. The hardest step was admitting that I needed help coping with PTSD. Once I did, my command and unit fully supported me, and I was able to get the care I needed. Getting support helped me succeed in the military and now in my civilian career. If you or a loved one is coping with an invisible wound, resources are available and they work. For more information, visit the Real Warriors campaign at realwarriors.net or call 866-966-1020. Every day, nearly 4,000 unborn children are denied life and love. National Right to Life is working to change that. For more than 30 years, National Right to Life has worked through education and legislation to make sure that every child is given the opportunity to share their love, their gifts, and their talents with the world. Our work now is more critical than ever. Respect for life is being attacked on all fronts and at all stages, from the tiniest unborn child to the medically dependent and disabled to our elderly citizens. 
It is the support of our members, pro-life men and women from across the country, that helps to advance our cause. Join with National Right to Life and countless other pro-life men and women and make a unified stand for life. This has been a Perspective on Life from National Right to Life. For more information, visit our website, www.nrlc.org. That's nrlc.org. Okay, Hillary Rotten Clinton, listen to the lyrics of this. It's something that you're probably covering your ears now you don't want to hear. But the question has got to be asked. Listen up now. A whole litany of questions that I'm sure people behind the scenes are asking. the fan. Who's going to drive you home? Bubba? Maybe Chelsea? Maybe one of your ass-kissing staff members? Remove dreams and insert lies. Maybe with a straight jacket on. <laughs> I'm sure all your staff members are pulling their hair out now. Trying to come up with another big lie to cover your big ass. I'm sure some of them are bald from pulling so much of their hair out. But you could give a rat's behind, right, Hillary? Your past 
your present and your future are going to catch up with you. You can't deny that. You know it. You know it, Hillary Rotten Clinton. Dedicated to Hillary Rotten Clinton. The words of that song are apropos. Hillary has denied and denied what she has done in the past, what she's doing now. She's got such hate in her heart, I guess, for those who tell the truth. She is constantly pointing the finger at them and telling them they're the fault of all the problems that she is having. It's their fault. It's not hers. She's a victim. She's a victim of all those cold-hearted conservatives and patriots who really care about their country, who can see through you, Hillary, like a pane of glass. They know that you are hollow. They know that you are cold. They know, we know that you are a liar. We know that you are a crook. We know that you have broken numerous laws against we the people. We know that somewhere down the road, this is all going to catch up with you and bite you right square in the backside. You know it too, don't you, Hillary? Don't you? You know it's all coming down to hit you between the eyes. I'm sure your staff members now tell you, Hillary, there's just too much piling up on top of us. We cannot work and put out enough lies 24-7 to cover all the indiscretions and all the things that you've done against we the people of the United States. It's coming, Hillary. And it's coming fast. Stop denying it, Hillary. You are nothing but a low life, and you always have been. All those people that stood by you all those years, surrounded the wagons and protected you, you and your husband, your sleazy husband, for all the things that you've done to people, hundreds and thousands, millions of people, that bought into your lies and you hurt them, there's many now that are going to back away from you because they have finally awoke to see what you really are, to see what your husband is. And you know, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you can't. There's not a shameful part in your DNA. Do you think that you and what you say and what you do people buy into it? You think of what you say and do is the almighty word? The last word? And nothing can touch you, not even the law, not even the Constitution, because you're Hillary Clinton. But you know what? What comes around, it's going to get you. It's going to get you, Hillary. The law is going to catch up with you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but in the end, it will. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be right back after a station ID and a few short messages. Stand by. 
Y'all are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Secret Agent Man, broadcasting on the GAL Network from South Texas. Hook 'em horns! The American Heart Association presents Mon and Polly, the Better Fat Sisters. Mon, what's cooking? I'm famished. Here you are, Polly, my latest culinary creation. Mmm, these fish fillets look wonderful. Mon, I usually don't eat fried food. All that fat, you know. It's okay, they're grilled, and I use just a bit of a vegetable oil that's low in saturated fat. Does that really matter? It does. Oils like canola, corn, and olive mainly contain monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats, and they can help reduce bad cholesterol in your blood and lower your risk of heart disease and stroke. Did Mother tell you this? The American Heart Association told me. I found the recipe at heart.org slash face the fats. Are we going to eat or just talk about food? Look who's talking. I'm Mon. And I'm Polly. We're, We're the, the Better, Better Fat Sisters. Sisters. For more heart-healthy recipes, visit us at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. All right, all you folks out there that catch that evening train, morning train, afternoon train, going to work, coming home from work, catching the tube down there in London, wherever you may be, this song is for you guys. Get on that train. I hope you got your ticket. You know what's waiting for you when you come home tonight, right, guys? Yeah, I bet you do. You honorary devils. Don't forget your briefcase. Don't forget all your little things that you stuff in your suit pocket. Get to work and work your ass off because, oh, you know, I know you know. (laughs) 
when you come home, your baby's waiting for you, right? That's right. I tell you what, riding that tube down in London, man, I rode it, my God, so many times. Wow. If you've never got over to England, you've never ridden a tube, man, you're missing out on an experience. I'd like to give a shout out to all my friends over there in London and Europe. I hope you're having a fine day, a fine Friday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. And don't forget to listen to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on Restoration Radio, United Kingdom International, all day, Saturday and Sunday. If you missed on a couple of shows, Mr. Stephen Lang will make damn sure you're up to speed with the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. I know it's a sunny day in England. I just know it down in London. It's probably 65, 68 degrees this Friday. I hope it is anyway. Living there for almost 10 years, I know I'm kind of, well, I got a 50 for, 50% chance, maybe, of y'all having at least sunny intervals in between showers. <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when I look at the history that England has, and look at all the good times that I had while I was over there, meeting all those fantastic English, those British folks, people of various countries in Europe that I traveled to, lived in, Germany, France, Austria, Italy. You know, when you look at Europe, and you look at all that's going down now with those poor Europeans, and don't don't get for one minute that I'm not making any excuses for them because they lost their way for a long time. Socialism grabbed them by the throat. Political correctness, like here in our country, here across the pond in the USA, has us by the throat. But I think we're finally coming out of it. It's taken a long time. And all those folks in Europe that are being invaded daily by all that third world trash in the Middle East. I pray for you. I honestly do. You see, my ancestors came from there. I don't want to see my home of my ancestors go down the tube. I don't want to see the home of my ancestors become nothing but a third world bunch of trash with mosques everywhere and Sharia law and people praying five times a day in the streets and whatever and all the Europeans disappearing. God, I don't want to see that. I pray for you. I really do. You're part of me. I'm part of you. My DNA, my heritage is part of you. My ancestors came from Europe. My ancestors fought against the British in the War of Independence. My ancestors have fought in every damn war in the United States from that day to the day. But I have to tell you, you people of Europe, with all the history you have and all that you've done for the world, yeah, I know you had some bad times. Please don't let you chilled chin rest on your chest. Stand tall. Stand up for your countries. Tell your elected officials that you've had it with all this crap. You know, here in America, we're going through the same thing. And I think Americans are finally waking up to the fact that they're being used and abused by our political system. I pray to God they are anyway. 
You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. And we'll be back for the second hour after the five-minute news break. We'll be right back after the Fox 5-Minute News. Fox News Radio. I'm Lisa Lissera. A shake-up in the race for House Speaker as the top contender drops out. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, the number two House Republican, unexpectedly dropped his bid. If we are going to be strong we got to be 100% united. McCarthy told colleagues he wasn't the one to unite a fractured Republican conference. The Conservative Freedom Caucus supports Florida Republican Daniel Webster. Utah Republican Jason Chaffetz is also in the race. For now, leadership elections are on hold. Speaker Boehner says he'll stay put until a new speaker is elected. Fox Radio's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. Webster saying he thinks he can get the votes he needs to win the seat if he works on it. Door-to-door, campaigning, calling, explaining. Daniel Webster speaking to Fox's Greta Van Susteren. The airman called a hero after stopping a terror attack last month at a Paris-bound train stab during a flight in his hometown. Airman First Class Spencer Stone was seriously injured in a fight outside of a bar in Sacramento. Deputy Chief Ken Bernard says Stone was with a group of people and a fight with another group led to a physical altercation in which Stone was stabbed. We don't know if he was drinking or not. We do know that that folks in in his party were drinking that evening. Bernard says they're looking for two Asian men who left in a dark-colored Camry. Stone was injured earlier this year when he and two of his friends tackled a man who was about to carry out a terrorist attack on a train to Paris. Fox Radio's Jessica Rosenthal promising Hispanic leaders he'll continue to push for changes in the nation's immigration laws. Today, more than 680,000 dreamers live and study and work freely and openly in the country they've always called home. President Obama saying Americans' greatness doesn't come from building walls, but from building opportunities. The president speaking in an awards dinner for the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute. Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz has raised more than $12 million in the past three months for his bid for the White House. Florida Senator Marco Rubio raising half that. Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Real experience, real insight. We're following this explosive story. Nothing gets by Greta. Then. This is all BS. What was that all about? There's no spin and no question. O'Reilly dominates. Plus, smart, sharp, and cutting edge. It's the news of the day, but with a little heat. Megan delivers. And Sean seals the deal with fearless talk. What part of that are you understanding? Most watched. Most trusted. Fox News Channel. There's more to Fox News Radio than meets the ear. Go behind the headlines and join the conversation on the hottest stories of the day on the Fox News Radio Facebook page. Be a part of the Fox News Radio Facebook fan community. Post comments and tell us your opinions. See behind-the-scenes photos and videos and post your reactions to the stories that matter to you. Click the like button on Facebook and connect with breaking news and features like Fox in the Fast Lane, House Call for Help, and more. Go to Facebook.com slash Fox News Radio. A fraternity has been shut down at an Indiana university over an explicit sexual video. The National Office of Alpha Tau Omega revoking the charter, shutting down the chapter at Indiana University just hours after the school had suspended it over a smartphone video appearing to show a 21-year-old frat member performing a sex act on one of two women believed to be exotic dancers. Honestly, I was very disturbed at my, my initial reaction. This student catching the aftermath on social media. Videos and comments and tweets about 
a disgusting video. The national office calling it highly inappropriate and vulgar. The same fraternity's chapter at Indiana State was suspended in June for multiple violations. The video remains under investigation. Lisa Brady, Fox News Radio. California Governor Jerry Brown signing legislation that requires the state to phase out the use of microbeads in personal uh, health care products starting in 2020. The star of an extreme stunt show in trouble with the law. Steve-O, the star of Jackass, has been sentenced to 30 days in jail for a SeaWorld protest stunt that drew dozens of emergency responders. Stephen Glover, his real name, climbed atop a 100-foot crane in Hollywood where he lit fireworks and inflated a large killer whale balloon emblazoned with SeaWorld sucks. He actually posted the stunt live on Facebook. How many cops do you have? You got one, two, I saw a bunch. We definitely have their attention. He was charged with creating a false emergency, vandalism, and several fireworks violations. Glover said in a statement, if your goal is to make a statement about captivity, you may as well get yourself locked up. Michelle Polino, Fox News Radio. The chef who popularized spicy Cajun food, Paul Prudhomme, has died. Prudhomme became prominent in the early 1980s, soon after opening Cape Paul's Louisiana Kitchen, a French Quarter diner that served the meals of his childhood. Paul Prudhomme was 75. Lisa LaSara, Fox News Radio. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, a Friday edition. Anything goes. Uh, Patriots, here a while back I covered... uh, a couple of articles that came out about what Obama has been up to since he was uh, put into office in the coup of 2008. And what he was up to dealing with the military, our military, the guys and gals that protect us, the guys and gals that lay it all on the line every damn day, are separated from their parents, their loved ones, their wives, their siblings, for months, months on end. Never complain, go do their duty. Some have pulled numerous combat tours. Never complain, go do their duty. Then they come across or under the footprint or under the thumb or under the boot of a commander-in-chief, I call him the commander-in-chump, who could give a rat's behind about our military. Because you see, the military and all that it stands for is complete opposite of what Obama, the community organizer, the limp-wristed, spineless coward stands for. So he can't stand the military in any way, shape, or form. He would rather they be nothing more than, oh, I don't know, meals on wheels. That's the liberal, socialist, Marxist, progressive way of looking at the military. Just guys and gals that wear uniforms and fly around all over the world handing out MREs and uh, helping with blankets and all that kinds of stuff. Nothing to do with war, no. No, no, no. Just meals on wheels, if you will. Here a while back, way back in 2009 to be more explicit, 
down to nail it down to a, a year? It seems that in that year of 2009, it seems that every week, almost, since Obama took office, we've been hearing that another top leader, military leader, has been summarily fired despite his or her decades of loyal service and valuable valuable experience in protecting the nation. Now, statistically speaking, ladies and gentlemen, statistically speaking, it's actually closer to one every 8.8 days. A staggering 200 military, top, top military brass, leadership, if you will, have been shown the door by Barack Hussein Obama Jr., the commander in chump, in less than five years. Now, the Pentagon has offered up a grab bag of reasons for these dismissals, from a simple loss of confidence to a more descriptive, insensitive remarks, sexual misconduct, and even counterfeit poker chips. Some of the reasons that Obama and his lackeys in the Pentagon gave for for ridding Obama and his regime of over 200 top military leaders that lead our our nation's military. The latest two to fall from grace, as this article says, are Navy Vice Admiral Ted Twig Branch, Director of Naval Intelligence, and Rear Admiral Bruce Loveless, Director of Intelligence Operations. Keep those two in mind as we carry on and what their operation was, what their, uh, they were in charge of. Both were in, ta- in charge of intelligence. Naval intelligence and Rear Admiral Bruce Loveless was Director of Intelligence Operations. They were both stripped of their security clearances, effectively ending their careers. They allegedly engaged in appropriate conduct over a Navy contracting scandal related to scheduling port visits to Southeast Asia during the past, oh, I don't know, past uh, decade or so. According to Navy officials, the probe into Singapore-based Glenn Defense Marine, Asia is is expected to widen, meaning we'll likely see other officers terminated in the weeks and months ahead. But you know, patriots, though firing senior military leaders was routine in different eras of our military, and that included World War II and the Civil War, those firings were mostly related to lack of success on the battlefield. The battlefield has changed considerably since those days. Though the same, uh, those same metrics are harder to measure today than they were back then. But we have to ask, what's going on now? Is this really the most incompetent? and corrupt military we've ever seen? Or is it just easier these days to get hammered for real or perceived bad behavior? I don't know. And you can throw poor poor performance in there, I guess. I have no idea. Some of our most revered and successful Army leaders during World War II, General Douglas MacArthur, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and George Patton, All had mistresses. Yet in those days, such indiscretions were not public issue like today. 
Patton even reportedly boasted about an affair with his wife's half-niece. It's doubtful that would remain under wraps today, nor should it. But you know, personal indiscretions, past and present notwithstanding, perhaps something even more sinister is going on today. With a massive defense budget cut amounting to over a trillion dollars planned over the next decade, including sequestration, a shrinking military that includes axing 10% of flag and general officers' positions worldwide and 20% of headquarters' positions at the Pentagon and top operational combatant commands. It seems entirely plausible that the steady stream of firings plays into Obama's administration strategy of military attrition. But you know, rather than give these officers the benefit of the doubt, let alone having their backs there appears to be a rush and a push to get rid of them. Senior officers must extremely must be extremely careful these days in both their professional and their personal lives. They must understand that they are under the microscope and their careers have been more vulnerable. If admirals, generals, colonels, captains, and commanders feel like they must act like saints and walk on eggshells, well, I guess that's today's reality. But you know, you know patriots... Danger signs appear everywhere in the military. Disgruntled subordinates unafraid to blow the whistle on real or perceived mistakes. Increased ways to get in trouble with emails, social media, cameras, video recorders. Heightened sensitivity to workplace behavior. Political correctness. Run amok. Every present investigative journalist and now bloggers and a presidential national security team bent on cutting down the ranks. Everyone who wears a uniform... I guess should realize they have been converted into a de facto political pawns. They're mostly targeted by the left, which is never shy about taking American power down a notch or two or three. They're never shy about undermine, undermining the military. They hate the military for the most part. But you know, bad behavior and poor performance are never acceptable in the military. But it's always acceptable with Congress, with a lackadaisical president like Obama, or like people like uh, the person in the news now, Hillary Rotten Clinton. Their bad behavior and poor, poor performance, uh, well, that's just fine and good. It's, it's acceptable. They can lie, but they call it misspeaking. They can step back their lies and take it all back, and that's fine and good, and nothing will happen to them. Look at the Benghazi. A terrorist attack. Hillary Rotten Clinton, the Obama administration, and all its minions were in depth, in deep trouble with Benghazi terrorist attacks. Have you seen any of them go to jail? Have you seen any of them dismissed from their post? No. Why? Because the media has their backs. They're leftists, they're progressives, communists, socialists, Marxists, and most of all, they're Democrats. The military has no representative. They, they serve at the whims of the commander-in-chump and Congress. And if you have a Congress that, for the most part, none have never served in the military, they do not understand the plight and the things and the sacrifices and all the problems that the military has. 
All they do is sign the papers. I'm talking about Congress now. To send our men and men, women off to war. And when it comes to presidents, if there was a, ever a national call to arms for all able-bodied men, Obama would run the other way. Not surprisingly, while the president circles the wagons when it comes to his ideological allies, he is quick to throw a couple of hundred top military officers under the bus. No problem. I'm the commander in chump. But you know, apparently Mr. Obama and his team have no problem marginalizing the United States Armed Forces. And maybe his top aide, Valerie Jarrett, said it best when addressing a four-star general, Army Vice Chief of Staff Peter Sorelli. And this happened at Washington's Alpha Club dinner way back in 2011. Mistaking him for a waiter, she asked him, Could I please get another glass of wine? Yeah, that about sums it up. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to cover that. Because in the recent weeks, a brave, a patriot, a brave man and a patriot, a military man, a sergeant first class, comes out as a whistleblower and he talks about how the military intelligence about terrorism has been doctored, as things have been removed, brushed over, words changed, etc. Obama regime goes after this man. They go after this Army military intelligence analyst, a true patriot, a whistleblower. Have a listen to this. For several years, starting in 2010, former sitcom analyst Army Sergeant First Class William Cotell says he and his colleagues were told not to report certain facts on terrorism in the Middle East. It didn't fit a narrative. It didn't fit the current operating theme, which was that al-Qaeda is decimated. A narrative that meant some significant terrorist activity was downplayed and wouldn't always make it into reports, instead replaced by information about the local economy or even the environment. Information that does very little to help paint an accurate security situation for leaders and troops on the ground. We were seeing attacks that were left out of reports. That's what we were seeing. And when I would go to the section and talk to them about it or confront them or put it up through the command, it wasn't being followed through with. So they were just being left out of these reports, which is not giving the commander the proper picture. After several years trying to use the chain of command, Cotel expressed his concerns to the Defense Intelligence Agency. Days later, he had his security clearance pulled. He says he was instructed to drive to work each day, but was not permitted to get out of his car. He was eventually assigned to cleaning and trash duty. It was a clear violation of the rules, and in now 39 years of, or 29 years of practicing at military justice, I have yet to see the treatment that was afforded uh, Sergeant First Class Cartel uh, down in SEMCOM. It, it was Horrific. Cotel was court-martialed last year in what he says were fabricated charges, the most serious pornography on his computer. He was acquitted on four, one was dismissed, and he received an honorable discharge. But the concern here is actually twofold. The manipulation of essential intelligence reports and the crackdown on a whistleblower. This does not surprise me that uh, somebody who's, who's being a patriot, trying to, to raise some, some serious issues, uh, raise issues that could actually cost Americans their lives, and now he's being retaliated against. We're supposed to do the right thing, and the command is supposed to support that no matter what. But in this command climate, you do the right thing, and you're going to pay the piper. And, and right now, I've paid the piper, and I'm going to continue to pay the piper.
The military says it won't comment on the case due to privacy concerns, but Sergeant Cotel was interviewed by the Inspector General earlier this week, and there are at least two congressional committees now looking into his claims, and Bill, his claims really jive with the men and women we've talked to on the ground who are in Cairo, Benghazi, Algeria, and in Iraq. More Bill. to come. Patriots, just reflect back on what we just covered. When I told you to remember those two high-level officials in the military, two admirals that were in charge of intelligence that Obama let go, you can bet your boots that in their place he instilled or installed two admirals that signed on to Obama's way of looking at things, two bootlickers, if you will. If you look back at what, and listen to what, go back and listen to what I covered earlier in this commentary and how Obama went about getting rid or firing those 200-plus generals using such things as accusations of sexual perversion, whatever. That's how his operandi is. Modus operandi is. That's how he operates. That is how his henchmen in his regime operate. That's how the Communist Democrat Party operates. That's how the media operates. Patriots, Obama has inserted over the time he has occupied the Rainbow House, formerly known as the White House, he has inserted his own military leaders, those that sign on to Obama's lead from behind or actually doing nothing at all strategy. He has successfully installed Obama ass-kissers, military ass-kissers, into all the military leadership and those that stand against his political correct way of doing things. He has gotten rid of them. The ones that stand against it. The ones that stand for it. They are now in the place of those generals 200 plus that he fired or got rid of one way or another. And now I said, we had this Sergeant First Class Cotel, Army Intelligence Analyst, that came forward and blew the whistle on the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, the DOD, Department of Defense Leadership, and Obama. He has blown the whistle on them. He has raised the red flag and said, these people have brushed over. These people have removed. These people have not reported intelligence that we in DIA, NSA, CIA have collected. They have not reported it to their military people they stopped it at the schoolhouse and removed it, brushed over it, or didn't report it at all to protect Obama and his ideology, to protect Obama and his way of looking at the military and at Islam and at Muslims and the threat. He perceives it as not a threat when you talk about Islam. If you remember, way back when, he ordered the FBI to remove any in, uh, references in their training manuals to Islam or Muslims in the same context as the word terrorism or terrorist. He has ordered all kinds of people to do all kinds of things to cover up his Muslim brothers and sisters, ISIS and ISIL, the Muslim religion, Islam, Koran, all hell-bent on destroying America, destroying Western civilization. Obama is a Muslim. I don't give a damn what any of you liberals say. I don't give a damn about any of you people that don't buy into that. 
You've got your head in your sa- in the sand, the head up, your head up your ass, or something. And I'll leave you with this when it comes to Muslims. You talk about terrorism. You talk about Muslims. You talk about the the uh, tyranny that Muslims uh, place on people in the Middle East and elsewhere, wherever they spew their hate and uh, uh, crazy religion. You know, a lot of patriots, a lot of Americans ask the question, and rightly so, why don't moderate Muslims speak up? Why don't they speak out against radical Islam? Why don't they speak out against all the atrocities that these radical Muslims, so-called radical Muslims, are committing against humanity? Where are you, moderate Muslims? Here's an answer. While the radical Muslim is cutting off your head, the moderate Muslim is holding you down. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. Don't go away. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition on the GAL Network from South Texas, freedominamericaradio.com, freedominamerica.us, Restoration Radio International, United Kingdom. We'll be back after a few short messages. At 32, Carol had her first heart attack. Michelle began kidney dialysis right before graduation. A brain seizure kept Maria out of work for nearly a year. Without warning, lupus can attack the major organs. Every day, it disables its victims, especially women. Like most Americans, I didn't know how life-threatening lupus could be until my sister was diagnosed. It's time we do something about it. Contact the Lupus Foundation of America at 888-38-LUPUS or lupus.org. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. Patriots, all of you that listen to my show know that I'm a Vietnam veteran. You know that I had a brother that served in Vietnam alongside me, different part of the country. I had an uncle that served, he flew F-105s. We all did our duty. But I would like to dedicate this portion of my show to all my brothers who came back and are now suffering from Agent Orange. Like they say, the Vietnam people, we the people who went to serve, we are an army waiting to die. My brother had numerous illnesses, colon cancer, melanoma, kidney problems, and he finally died. He finally passed away. All you people out there, that have loved ones that have served your country 
in Vietnam, whether they be brothers, uncles, husbands, fathers. God bless every one of you. God bless you families that produced such brave young men that marched off and did their duty, even though the government turned its back on us. We, the Vietnam-era individuals that actually served in-country and sprayed with Agent Orange, almost on a daily basis in some instances like myself, we are now paying the price. Many of us came back to start a new life and ended up dying because of all the toxins of Agent Orange being sprayed on us. Cancers, health problems, heart problems, lung problems, kidney problems, intestinal problems, you name it. Deformities in our children that were born when we came back. America's military in one of two forgotten wars. The Korean War and the Vietnam War. We died, some of us on the battlefield by the thousands, of course. And those that were left to come home were dying as well. America, patriots, I ask you this. Anytime you see a military person in uniform, for God's sake, Shake their hand and tell them, thank them for serving, thank them for serving your country, the motherland. You folks that have never served, you folks that have never had parents or grandparents that served, you do not know the sacrifices that men and women go through and their families go through to serve our country. You just don't know. Unless you've been in their shoes and done their duty, you just do not know. No. Again, to all my brothers that died, God bless you. I hope you're in the arms of Jesus Christ and God. And the families you left behind, God bless every one of you. God bless my brother, my uncle who has now since passed on. God bless my wife's cousin who was blown apart on the battlefield. America. We'll be right back. You're home. You served your country with honor. Now it's time to strike out on a new path forward. You're a veteran. You set the standard for character, integrity, leadership. And you've gained valuable skills. Skills employers are looking for. At jobcenter.usa.gov, you can get access to personalized services and the support you need to find the perfect career. This is U.S. Navy and Marine Corps veteran Montel Williams saying, visit an American Job Center today and discover your next opportunity of a lifetime.
More than two million Americans have served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the Department of Veterans Affairs reports that approximately 11 to 20 percent of those warriors may have experienced symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. As we recognize PTSD Awareness Month, Real Warriors campaign volunteer Meg Mitchum, a former Army combat medic who served in Iraq, encourages fellow warriors to reach out when they need help. The hardest step was admitting that I needed help coping with PTSD. Once I did, my command and unit fully supported me, and I was able to get the care I needed. Getting support helped me succeed in the military and now in my civilian career. If you or a loved one is coping with an invisible wound, resources are available and they work. For more information, visit the Real Warriors campaign at realwarriors.net or call 866-966-1020. All right, here's one of my favorite songs. Have a listen. You're still the one, babe. Still the one. I'd like to give a shout out to all my friends up here on Twitter, all you folks up there in Canada, all you folks out there in New Zealand, Australia, on the Pacific Rim, all you folks in Europe, and to all my friends, buddies, over there in Great Britain, United Kingdom, England, London, hope you're having a great day. All my friends here in the U.S., Friday's here, you know what that means, it's time to suit up. Time to get ready to break out the old barbecue, whatever. I hope you're having a great day here in the United States, irregardless of where the compass points your home. Gary Gayhouse loves each and every one of you. Y'all are still ones. <laughs>
you, all you guys out there that are married, got to break this song out every once in a while and have your spouse have a listen to it. If you're in, if you're really sincere on what the lyrics say, like Gary Gatehouse is, you'll get a big grin, a big smile, maybe a big hug, a peck on the cheek, whatever. Whatever. Ah, hell, it's Friday. It's time to roll another one. Yeah, you're right. Gary's kind of mellowing out this Friday. Kind of kicking back. Nothing wrong with that, right? All you folks, all you staff members that are working tirelessly... Restoration Radio United Kingdom International Working for that great boss Stephen Lang I hope you're having a great day All you folks over there at FreedomInAmericaRadio.com I know you work 24-7 Keeping that station rolling along I hope you have a great day and a weekend Mr. V up there on FreedomInAmerica.us I know you're revamping everything And you probably got a million things coming at you Have a great weekend buddy I appreciate everything you do for the conservative cause. All you Tea Party members. So what do you think about uh, old McCarthy throwing his hat or taking his hat out of the ring? Think there was a deal made behind closed doors? You know, politicians never do anything like that unless it's something that's going to benefit them down the road, right? I wonder what that could be. Think it'll come out in the wash someday? Oh, I think it will. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Mr. Donald Trump. I know he's busy flying around all over the U.S., Spreading the word, preaching the gospel. I hope you have a great weekend, Mr. Trump. Uh, thanks for the tweets. And oh, by the way, Mr. Trump, please don't forget the Gary Gatehouse radio show is on the air every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Consult your local Google standings for time and station. <laughs> That's right, this Google Gary Gatehouse. You'll find me all over the place. You might even find uh, my show or the old title of Getting After Lefty. Getting. G-E-T-T-I-N. After Lefty. That was the Gary Gatehouse show before it was or is the Gary Gatehouse show. Same talk show personality. that be me. Show is this called Getting After Lefty. And that goes all the way back to 2007. Oh, it's a wild world out there. All you folks out there that are engaged, all you folks that are thinking about getting married, it's a wild world. Hold on to your hats. You're young. Bye, guys. Take advantage of it. Find that mate. You know, folks, I talk a lot about on my radio station, 
and on my radio show, radio station being the GAL Network from South Texas. That's the flagship station for, at one time, the Getting After Lefty show, and now the Gary Gatehouse radio show, Secret Agent Man. But I talk a lot over the years about marriage, about moms and dads, the family, etc., children, whatever. That is an integral part of the way the American people look at things. That's an integral part in our way of life. The husband and wife, the family, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, whatever. It all leads to one thing. It all leads, hopefully, to producing good, upstanding, morally sound Americans. That's what America needs. Good, morally upstanding, with common sense, patriot Americans. It seems that America today has kind of lost touch with that concept. It seems like we went kind of helter-skelter on that. Kind of went a 14 different ways. Kind of scattered, divided. Wedges knocked or dragged or beat between us for the useful tools that the Democrat Party and people like Obama use every day to turn people against each other, whether they be black, white, green, yellow, whatever, Christian. But you see, us folks, us patriots, us conservatives that been around the block, all of us folks that have common sense, we realize, we know what Obama's up to. We know what the Communist Democrat Party is up to. We know what the progressives in the Republican Party are up to. It's They're up to no good. We recognize that. And we fight tooth and nail every day on the political battlefield of combat. We fight every day to get at the truth to you folks that listen to shows like the Gary Gatehouse radio show, the Billy Van Horn radio show, the Stephen Lang radio show. All those shows out there that are put on all these little radio stations, internet radio stations, then broadcast it to the the people of the United States and the people of the world. We are not tied down by people who would donate to us, people who would give us money, and then dictate us to us what we can say or can't say. I refuse to take a penny from anybody. Because I want to be able to say what I say, and I don't want to have to hold, hold my allegiance to any corporation, any business, to toe my line to meet their political or moral standards. I just won't have it. Consequently, my show, like many, many under others, we pay our own way. We pay our own way for access on the Internet. We pay our own way as far as time, where we actually go out and research all that we talk about, all the commercials that we develop ourselves and put together, all everything that goes on in my show and all those shows, all those talking head shows that are on the Internet, these Internet radio stations, like I mentioned, that are sponsoring the Gary Gatehouse radio show. We do it for you. We do it because we still believe in America. We do it because we love our country. We love our respective countries. We love Europe. We love England. We love all of those folks, whether they be New Zealanders, Australians, Canadians, all from this a conservative stripe. We love them, and we want to help get the word out to them on what's going down in our respective countries. Now, I tell you folks this, and I'll tell you this again before we go to break. 
If there's anything that you need to say to me about what's going on in your country, your neighborhood, your county, your state, your region, you can drop me a line at Gary Gatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me let me know what what's going on in your in your world. If you have comments, plus or minus, I don't care. We'll comment on them. We'll talk about them. Gary Gatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. Patriots, we'll be right back after the Phyllis Schlafly Report coming up. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney and author of 25 books, including the history-making book, A Choice, Not an Echo. Now, here's the founder and CEO of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. One student expelled from a public college for questionable reasons has been vindicated and has been awarded $900,000 in the process. In 2007, Hayden Barnes was a student at Georgia's Valdosta State University. The school was planning to build two new parking garages on campus, and Barnes was strongly opposed to that. So Barnes expressed his frustration on social media, posting an image collage to Facebook that included a picture of Valdosta's then-president, Ronald Zakari. Zakari was quick to overreact to this opposition, calling the collage a threatening document because it dubbed one of the garages the Zakari Memorial Parking Garage, which Zakari claimed was a threat to murder him. The president expelled the student without holding a hearing, declaring that Barnes was an imminent threat to both Valdosta State University and Zakari's own personal safety. Well, since then, Barnes graduated from a different college, got a law degree, got married, and had a kid. But he still held to his conviction that his expulsion from Valdosta was a violation of his free speech rights, and he was determined to be vindicated in the courts. His initial lawsuit against the school turned into a drawn-out seven-year legal battle. In 2013, Barnes was awarded $50,000 after a federal court found his due process rights had been violated by the school. Nevertheless, Barnes's fight continued as he pursued a separate claim that his First Amendment right to free speech had been improperly suppressed. At long last, the school threw in the towel, agreeing to pay $900,000 to Barnes as part of a settlement. This case is important for student rights because it affirms students' right to free speech. College campuses should be places where ideas can be exchanged. Students should not be intimidated into silence because an administrator might not agree with him. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Here at Eagle Forum, we continue to monitor the dangerous activities and liberal agendas of many school districts around the country. Will you help? At eagleforum.org, we've set up a forum for involved parents to share their questions, frustrations, and victories. Add your comments to the education blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. All right, all you folks out there, you know, yeah, I'm going mellow today. I've got a theme going here. I think you've kind of bought into it. Band of Gold.
damn, I thought this was a political talk show. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it is, buddy. Sometimes you just gotta mellow out, right? You just gotta get away from politics. You know, folks, I, I haven't seen a Heidner here of Billy, Bob, and Carl. They haven't been around my studio in weeks. I guess I'm going to have to go looking for them. In the first place, I'll probably have to start is at the jail. <laughs> Maybe I can scare them up and get them on next week's show. I'll, I'll try. They've got so much down-to-earth South Texas cowboy philosophy on life that uh, every once in a while, I just got to get them in here and see what they think about things. No. Of course, they drink up all my Lone Star beer, but I guess that's the price you pay. You know, folks, political correctness is one of the tools that the left likes, likes to beat us conservatives as Christians over the head with, and a lot of succumb to it. A lot of us conservatives, a lot of Americans, most, I'd say the majority of Americans have succumbed to political correctness. It now guides them in everything they say and do, regardless if it's about themselves, their community, their families. They always pause before they utter one word in uh, response to a question or whatever to make damn sure they're not going to offend somebody, someplace, some animal, some dog, some something. That's a... Uh, political correctness today here in America. It has got America by the throat. Headline, political correctness comes to Wyoming High School, pushed by school administrators. America Pride Day, celebration at a Wyoming high school. There's an article out there that says Wyoming high school students refusing to stay silent after their principal canceled American Pride Day. They canceled it over the fears it would make. Here comes the political correctness. They canceled it over the fears it would make other students feel sad or left out. Instead of going along with the principal's plans, the students decked themselves out in red, white, and blue, good for them, in protest of what the administrators and the principal did. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, when you get down into the nitty-gritty of this and you look at it, I guess from afar, and you look at the whole situation there, like I said, the administrators at a Wyoming high school canceled American Pride Day, which was to take place as part of a homecoming because they didn't want to offend the foreigners in school who are predominantly Hispanic. Some only arrived a month ago, said the activities director. Isn't it that more of a reason to get them right into the pride we feel as Americans? Or is that taboo? Can't we speak about our pride as Americans anymore? It seems that we can't. It seems that political correctness dictates to us as Americans, as patriots, as conservatives, as people who love their country, love their flag, love the, love the military, etc., etc. You just can't express that anymore. And I hate to say that, because you can do it. There's no reason why you can't. Because a school administrator says you can't? 
Because a principal says you can't? Because Barack Hussein Obama says you can't? Because Congress says you can't? Because some damn left-wing progressive organization says you can't? The last time I checked the First Amendment, the First Amendment was still on the books. Freedom of speech was still out there for all to use, not just certain groups or certain people. You know, ladies and gentlemen, these students up in Wyoming, they stood for their country. As small as, small as it may seem, they stood up for their country. The right to speak out, the right to celebrate, and the right to be proud of their country, America. You know, these administrators were concerned the students who are not Americans would feel badly. Feel badly to be in America? I would, I would almost guess that these students are students or children of illegal aliens anyway. And what the hell are they doing in our country to start with? You know, they replaced American Pride Day with College Day, even though many won't in that school be going to college. What about the American students who feel badly that they can't feel pride in America in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? But like I said, the students took matters into their own hands and wore red, white, and blue. They dressed up with red, white, and blue on them. A large group of senior students and some juniors protested by bedecking themselves with American flags, of caping them over them. American flag headbands, American flag shorts, and all matter of beautifully and garnished patriotic American flag ornamentation. After school, one kid also drove a diesel truck around the parking lot with a bunch of American flags waving in the breeze. But you know, this is how the school defines themselves on their website. This is how the school defines themselves on their website, the school website. The high school reflects a population of progressive and forward-thinking entrepreneurs, business people, and professionals who, working with Jackson's long-established ranching farm and recreation communities and the newly arrived Latino residents are the driving force behind a thriving and prosperous western town. Shouldn't that also reflect the pride in America? The country that allows all of us, Americans and foreigners, to thrive? Patriots in that narrative that describes how the school thinks of itself. And I would assume written by the administrators with maybe some input from the, their change agents, formerly known as teachers. Did you pick up on any of the words in the narrative? One jumps out right away at me. The word progressive. Newly arrived Latinos. Newly arrived Latino residents. More than likely illegal aliens. That the Obama regime bust up to Wyoming to Jackson Hole. Latinos are the driving force behind a thriving and prosperous western town? Those words sound like they came right out of the mouth of Obama. And the politically correct crowd. The politically correct socialist left. You know, ladies and gentlemen, pride in America is one that is we would have pride in enforcing the laws of the land. 
pride in America is knowing that we legal Americans have a government that stands with we the people at all levels. Pride in America is we the people take care of our own, not people who break into our country and have no respect for our laws, our traditions, our way of life. Americans thrive, yes, 100%. I believe in that. Illegals, they should not even be in our country. They should not even be in the equation when it comes to America, our people. They are illegals. They are not part of America. They have forced themselves on we the people along with the help of our government. With the help of a do-nothing Congress, a socialistic president, illegals, according to Congress, according to the uh, president, they just don't count anywhere but Washington, D.C. And as far as we the people, we don't count even there. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I had so much to talk about about today. I had so much on my plate. But, you know, I get a lot of emails that say, Gary, you know, you say Friday is anything goes. And yes, it is. It's anything goes. Then you said, a lot of you, we love to hear you talk about politics. We love to hear your side of the story. We love to hear your commentary on every issue. But can't you kind of break up and break away from politics for a while, just one day of the week? And kind, you know, kind of mellow out. You know, being a political animal that I am, being a person, a patriot that loves my country, I put everything else except my family and my religion ahead for the for the betterment of my country and to get my country out of the ditch and back onto the main road. Politics is the main instrument. It's the main tool. Because you see, politics is what drives this country when it comes to the laws passed, who's doing what, whatever. It's the politics of the situation. We have politicians today that we can't trust. Less than 7% of the Americans actually even trust Congress. Less than 7% actually even trust anything that the media says. This country's in bad shape. And all you folks have sent me them emails, yes, I'll try the best I can to mellow out on Fridays. Like today, I think I paid, what, played two or three songs? Would you rather I play a whole hour of music? I can be DJ. I can be DJ and then devote the other hour to politics. It's your call. It's your show. I'm your servant. I'm here to be your servant, to get the word out, to make your day feel and be a, just a little bit better, however you want it to be. Gary Gatehouse is willing to listen. Gary Gatehouse at Hush, H-U-S-H dot com. Drop me a line, all you folks up on Twitter, all you folks on Facebook, all you folks on all the social medias throughout the world, throughout the United States, throughout Europe. I get I get letters, emails from you all the time. Pictures of your dogs, your cats, your cars, All I love it all. I love it. One person sent me a picture of their living room and where their computer was and the speakers, and they say, this is where I listen to Gary Gatehouse. That's great. I love it. It not only makes me feel good, it makes me know or lets me know that I am being listened to by folks of the same ilk that I come from, conservatism, folks that are concerned with not only people of America and their concerns, but people of Europe. People all around the world that are concerned with their freedoms being under attack, being taken away from them. 
And my voice, I hope, is a just a little bit, a, a few octaves above being just a whisper. I never whisper. You know that. When I got, try to get a point across, I shout into the microphone. Some people have come down on me for that. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I'm made. That's in my DNA. You know, folks, the Gary Gatehouse radio show has done, oh, I don't know, probably 2,000 radio shows, episodes, whatever the hell you want to call them, probably more, I don't know, since 2007. I've done specials. I've done specials on the National Education Association and all the garbage they're indoctrinating our kids with. I've done specials on CORE. I've done specials on communism. I've done specials on the Democrat Party, the Republican leadership. I've done all kinds of specials on Muslims, the threat of Muslim Islam to the Americas and to the uh, Europeans. I've done threats on uh, what comes across to us as threats, and they are, from the Illegals that are invading our country, bringing their diseases and their, their uh, oh, I don't know, they're uneducated. And what really irks me is there are so, so many Americans, and I venture to say, still in the uh, majority, that just don't give a damn. They just don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear the truth. And whatever they can do to block it out, they will. Then you have liberals. But that's a, you know, that's a misnomer these days. Liberalism is gone. Now, I've been saying this for some time. But we still use the word liberalism. I still use it once in a while. It is gone. Those people that were liberals have graduated up the ladder to the next step in a three-part process of being what they, the end is. They are at the second rung of the ladder of the three rungs. They are socialists. That's what they are. Liberals have graduated into socialism. Taught to them in their schools, indoctrinated in their colleges, probably at home by their socialist parents. And there's only one rung left. Some have already got to that rung. Many that are in politics. Many that are in the Democrat Party. The majority, of course. And that would be communism. Click, I can hear it now. People are turning the show off. So be it. But that's the way it is in America today, ladies and gentlemen. We are moving very fast. Things are coming down the pike and hitting us between the eyes at warp speed. Things that we don't even have time to wrap our brains around. They're coming at us from all sides of the uh, equation. Liberalism is gone. Socialism is the game in town now. Soon to be, not too long from now, the majority will be on the left. They will be graduating. They will be getting their diplomas of graduating as socialist. And they will be going to graduate school, if you will, to be indoctrinated and learn how to be good communist. Fellow comrades, as they would say. And it's all coming to America. It's already here. Go back and listen to the first hour of my radio show. It's in South Texas. It's in San Antonio, Texas. It's in Chicago, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., New York. 
Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Miami, you name it, it's there, whether you want to deny it or not. This is the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. I hope you had a have a great Friday, a great weekend. Be safe, be careful, pray for our nation, pray for our military, pray for your children, pray for your moms and dads, pray for your brothers and sisters if you have them. Pray for the country. Pray for all freedom-loving people everywhere. Pray for Europe. Pray for England. Until Monday, this is Gary Gatehouse saying, Good day.